Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. One, two, ready, read. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win. In Jesus' name, Selah, remain standing. One scripture I want you to see. One scripture I want you to see. I left my phone because I got the Harvest Mobile app, and that's where I've got my Bible. One scripture I want you to see. Go to John chapter 14, verse number 16. John 14 and 16. John 14 and 16. When you got it, say, I got it, Bishop. If you're still feeling it, say, hold on, Bishop. If you're going to look on the screen, say, I've been there, Bishop. All right. I encourage you to also be there in the app, too. So that way you'll have it all the time. You can read the whole Bible in the year. The Harvest app is free because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. It's got life-giving messages. We're just about fully done, by the way, church, with all of our archive messages being uploaded to both our YouTube channel and our podcast. We're about 99.2% there. Would you give God a praise for all those messages being available? John 14, 16. This is Jesus speaking. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Say, Lord, I need help that he may abide with you forever. So say, he doesn't leave me unless I leave him. Verse 17, the spirit of truth, say, he'll tell me the truth about myself, whom the world cannot receive, which means this is not for an unbeliever. It's only something that's reserved for those who believe. And if you're not a believer, by the end of this worship experience, we declare you're going to be a believer. The world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Say, I know you, Lord. For he dwells with you and he will be in you. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, the Holy Spirit, it's the God in me. In Jesus' name. 
Father, speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us now with direction and strength. Answer every question today. Holy Ghost, this is your house. We loose you to have your way. Freedom in this place. Freedom in our lives. I declare there's going to be an instantaneous refreshing in the seat of everybody that's in this place, of everybody that's watching, of everybody that's connected. There's going to be some uh, instantaneous refreshing. Somebody say, there's going to be a refreshing in my seat today. Say, and I'm sitting in my seat today. I'm going to be refreshed today. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today, we begin this new series called The Holy Spirit. Uh, the subtopic of it is It's the God in You. Say, it's the God in me. Over the next few weeks, church, we are going to tap into a power that God gives us that's a part of him that, watch this, that dwells on the inside of us. Now, first, check this out. What I love about it is the fact that God wants to actually not just be with us, but he says, I love you so much, I want to be in you. That's incredible because there's a lot of people, watch this, that won't even want to be around you, and you chase after them, but you got a God that says, I don't just want to be around you, I also want to live in you. Say it's the God in me. So let's go to work. First, let's do it with this. How do you see or perceive God? Because there's several misconceptions, misunderstandings, and just plain bad information of God uh, about God. Some people will say, well, God is three separate people. There is a father, there's a separate son, and there's a separate Holy Spirit. And while that's well-intentioned, uh, it is misinformed because Deuteronomy 6.4 says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, which means God is one. Somebody say he's one. If, in fact, you believe that there are three separate people, that actually would make us polytheistic. That make us pagans. Poly meaning many theistic gods. It means that we believe in many gods because it would suggest that God was not powerful enough in one self that he had to create additional selves. Stick with me, church. So what the Bible says is that it's not one plus one plus one equaling three. No, no, no. It's instead one times one times one equaling one. See, God is Father. God is Son. And check this out. God is Holy Spirit. The reason you need to know this is because if you don't know that the Holy Spirit is God, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, you'll think you're getting something lesser than the real thing. When we talk about the Holy Ghost, you'll think that you're getting something that's not the real deal. Uh, somebody say, it's the God in me. Just like water is ice, and it is steam, and it is liquid. It, it's three different uh, uh, versions of the exact same thing. So when we see Jesus in the Bible referred to as the Son of God, it's an image to teach us a principle. The Scripture says that God would teach us with parables. A parable is a story used to communicate a principle. Have you ever used a story to tell somebody something because just giving the principle was one way, but when you told the story, you were able to illustrate it? Anybody ever done that? All right, so check this out. So Jesus, uh, who is God in the flesh, Emmanuel, what he's doing is teaching us a principle of how spiritual sons are supposed to be with a spiritual father. So he makes himself a son to show the relationship between a father and a son so that we have an example of the way it's supposed to look. When he says, I'm going to send you another helper, which is the Holy Spirit, it's not like there's another person per se. He says, what I'm going to do is be make you so powerful that you no longer need me physically here because I'm going to come live in you which means wherever you are there is Jesus because Jesus now lives in you it's not something lesser it's the same thing I don't know about you but I never liked off-brand products or off-brand drinks or off-brand anything because when it was off-brand it was like it was lesser the reason we need to know that God is the Holy Spirit and he wants to live and dwell on the inside of us is because God's not giving you some off-brand 
He's not giving us something lesser than. He's giving us himself. So he is Father, and he is Son, and he is Holy Spirit. Somebody say at the same time. Just like you can be somebody's brother and somebody's father and somebody's employer at the same time. Just like you can be somebody's hairdresser and their nail technician uh, and their uh, tax preparer at the same time. It's the same you, but you're showing them different facets of you. It, it is the same you, but you're giving them, watch this, a different experience with you. In the New Testament, you see this imagery of three in one in the Bible to help those receive understanding. In the New Testament, uh, you're dealing with a different culture. Say different culture. Let me prove it to you. Uh, uh, in the Old Testament, uh, what we call the Old Testament, it's written to Hebrew people. They understood that there's one God. Say one God. In the New Testament, they were dealing with this Greco-Roman culture. Check this out. In the Greco-Roman culture, they didn't have one God. They had several different gods for several different days of the week. So check this out. You talking about 300 plus gods, and then they come in and say, well, God is one. Huh? What do you mean one? C can you imagine a culture shock that would be? So in the New Testament, let me give you the practical example. How many of y'all used to call your money cheddar? Or cheese or something like that. You Okay. Oh, I guess y'all didn't do that in Denver. Well, another, the whole rest of the country used to do that. I guess y'all never did that. Well, there was a whole rest of the America, of America that would sometimes refer to their money in a slang term as cheddar. Uh, uh, dollar bills. All right? Even if it was not a dollar bill, but they referred to their money as dollar, dollar bills. You know? Okay, check this out. If we would read about that today, Got it. And you didn't know that there was a whole group. Many of you didn't know. So this is a great example. If you didn't know that many people in America referred to their money as cheddar, if they wrote something to you and you were reading it, you would say, why do they have cheese at the bank? You'd be like, that's stupid. I mean, like, so they, they, what is it? they put their cheddar in their pocket. They put cheese in their pockets. This is crazy. Why would they put cheese in their pockets? This is ridiculous. So it's the same concept with this Greco-Roman, Greek and Roman. It's this hybrid culture. It's sort of this, it's this culture that comes together where they just kind of let anything go. And they got a bunch of different gods because they'll make a god. Watch this, depending on how they feel. If they felt a certain way, they'd make something a certain God. And if we're honest, that's often like the culture in America today where we will make a God dependent on how we feel. So when we feel like doing right by our job, it's our God. When we feel like doing right by our relationship, it's our God. When we feel like doing right, y'all not talking to me. What's a God? It's my source. It's who I go to. Who do you run to? That's your God. So, so check this out. So in the New Testament, there's this Greco-Roman thing going on where they have to use this imagery uh, of Father, Son, Holy Spirit in order to teach this Greco-Roman culture that there is, say, one God, but he's manifested himself in three different ways. Now, you need to know this because when we say the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost or the Ghost or the Spirit of God, we are talking about this Hebrew word in Scripture. That's the language of our Old Testament, Ruach. Say it with me. Ruach. That means the Holy Spirit. Here's what it literally means, y'all, by definition. It's the breath of God. The wind of God. In Greek, that's the language of our New Testament. It means the mind of God. The soul of God, the spirit of God. Check this out. The scripture we just learned because Jesus says, I'm going to send the helper and he's going to do what? Live in you. Check it out. It is the breath of God, the mind of God, the soul of God, 
the wind of God that, watch this, isn't around me, but it's in me. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, it's the God in me. The Bible says God can actually take up residence on the inside of us, which explains how, watch this, some of us make it through stuff that should kill us. It's because it ain't me, it's the God in me. It's not my knowledge, it's not my wisdom, it's not my education. Baby, there's somebody else on the inside of me, and it's the God in me. It's called the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is God, it's his breath. It's God breathing into you when you feel like you have no life left to breathe. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. So, so, so check this out. The Bible says that he can take resonance in us. So there are three experiences that we can have as Christians. I've told on these before, so if you've heard it before, I, I'm going to show it to you in a new light and a new perspective. So I don't want you to think, oh, I know where Bishop is going. No, you don't. Just stay in the car. Sometimes when you think you know where somebody is going, you'll close your eyes because you think you've seen the journey before. Say the first experience. The first experience is salvation, which is also referred to as this term, being born again. And, and, and here's what it really is. It's when we're sealed by the Spirit. So when we pray that prayer at the end of every experience, and I say, if you want to make a decision to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus, lift your hands. I tell you the gospel. 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus, that body died so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. And if you want to receive that free gift of salvation, salvation from what, Bishop? From you. Salvation from what, Bishop? Hell. Salvation from what, Bishop? Death. Do you understand you can never kill a Christian? You can never kill a Christian because the Bible says, watch this, that when Christians die, they sleep. <laughs> In other words, watch this. That's why the gift of God is eternal life, which means, watch this, when your body dies, that's the end of one dimension of you. Here's what you do. You leave the physical dimension, and since you're just like Jesus, you're just like God, you may leave the body, but the spirit leaves the body, and it goes now to be with God. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, so, 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 so what happens when you pray that prayer is that you are born again or you're saved. Somebody say saved or that you are sealed by the spirit. All of those terms mean the same thing because I want you to know what those things mean. So when you walk out of here, you've got knowledge. I don't just want you to say, I just believe in God. I believe in God. Well, the, the, the deal is, is, well, did you pray the prayer to make sure that it's not enough just for you to believe in God? You need to know that God believes in you because you've received what he gave you. Somebody say he loves me with an unconditional love. That's good news for us because there's a whole lot of folk that love a stank -alike. What's that? Conditional. They love you when it's convenient, but when it's not, they disappear. Say, sealed by the Spirit. All right, so here it is, Ephesians 1.13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So the gospel is good news. The good news is Jesus died for you so you can have life and life more abundant. Now, here's the gospel. If you grew up in a traditional type church or church that didn't teach you think that you were saved, watch this, from hell, and it's just going to be hell here until you can die and get to heaven. Somebody said, that's not the book. The gospel is this, is that you were saved so you could not only be saved from dying and going to hell. Touch your neighbor and say, thank God for that. 
but so that you can live an abundant life here. An abundant life, do not dare reduce it to cash, cars, and clothes. No. An abundant life is this Hebrew word we say around here a lot, shalom. It means peace, which means nothing is missing him, nothing is broken him, nothing is lacking, and all is well. That doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. It doesn't mean you're not going to deal with obstacles. It just means there's a God that's on the inside of me that's giving me the ability to jump over what's coming at me, to overcome what's trying to overcome me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to die to get up there. I'm living well to bring up there down here. That's the gospel. I'm going to say that's the gospel. Let me preach to somebody who you thought you had to tolerate misery. Let me preach to somebody who you thought, well, it's just going to be rough and then I'm going to die. I'm here to tell you God did not save you from what he saved you from. Just for you to go through life surviving. Just for you to go through life struggling day to day. He saved you so you would rule and reign and conquer and subdue. Now, now, now. It says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your what? Salvation. In him you also believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. What's that word there? Seal. In other words, so this is God sealing you. This is, watch this, watch this. This, this is not him filling you. Now, this is important to understand. It says, in him you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. One of the outward signs of the first experience, say the first experience, is water baptism. It comes from this Hebrew word mikvah, which means a washing or cleansing with living water. It deals with cleansing you externally. See, a seal is done externally. You put your seal on an envelope, it's external. You put your seal on a document, it's external. Salvation is great, and that's where most people stop. Anybody like infomercials growing up? Or now, still? The good ones don't come on no more. I've talked about this before, but the good ones, the Ron Popeil ones, the, the pasta machine, the dehydration machine, well, the rotisserie machine, where he got the gloves. I said, Mr. Ron Popeil, why you got them big old gloves for a chicken? That's a lot. Mama and them just put their hand on the chicken. Chicken be 4,000 degrees. Just give me the chicken. Check, 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 check this out. At the end of every good infomercial, when they're telling you the number to, to call, what do they always say? But wait. Salvation is not the end. It's the beginning. And for most Christians, once they're saved, they're like, awesome. Then they stop. But let me go on and pull out a rompo peel on you. But wait. There's more. See, salvation is only the beginning, not the ending. Just like cleaning your car is nice on the outside. But you don't drive it from the outside in. You drive it from the inside out. So salvation says I got a clean car, but it could be hell on the inside. So there's another experience and the second experience. See, the first is when you are sealed by the Spirit. The second is when you are, watch this, filled by the Spirit. S say the filling of the Spirit. This is also referred to as the baptism of the Holy Spirit or baptism of the Holy Ghost or being spirit-filled. All of these things mean the same thing. I'm telling you these terms so that you get it. Y'all still with me? Now, John 14, 17. I'm going to show you why you want this. And if you, watch this, if you have this, you need to know what you have. Uh, 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 the R&B artist, uh, Brandy, she wrote this song, says, uh, do you know what you have? <laughs> I don't hear know about that. All right, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes you can be filled with something and not know what you have. 
Sometimes, watch this, you can have the help you need in your life and not know that it's the help that you need, so you continually look for what it is that you already have. Watch this, let me prove it to you. How many of y'all, you've ever, watch this, had your keys in your hand, talking about, where are my keys? Y'all got to be honest with me. How many of you ladies, you had your purse over here like this, talking about, where's my purse? Remember, you were looking, watch this, for something that you already had, but you didn't know what you had. And I'm here to just watch this. For the second experience, some of you need to experience it, and some of you, you need to know what you have. For, so watch this, John 14, 17, the scripture we looked at. This is Jesus speaking. He says, the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. World right there means the unsaved, the non-Christian, the unbeliever. Because it neither sees him. Think about this for a moment. It sounds crazy to say the spirit of God is in you. Or, or did you see him get in you? And then not only can it not see him, but watch this. It doesn't know anything about him. It's, it's like you trying to explain excellence and you're a person of excellence to somebody that doesn't get excellence. Here's what they're going to say to you. That's too much. Well, you don't see it, nor do you know it, so I don't expect you to understand it. Are you here, church? Okay, because it neither sees him nor knows him. So watch this. This teaches us that you can't get the second experience until you've had the first experience. So you can't be filled until you're first sealed. You got that? Now, this is important. Say, say, say what are the benefits, Bishop? Okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to just give you the benefits real quick and, and then give you an opportunity to do it. All right, y'all with me? I said, are y'all with me? Say, say Lord, Lord, I know there are benefits to being filled with the Spirit. All right, check this out. So here's the first thing. He lives in you. He lives in you. The first thing, 1 Corinthians 3.16. We're going to look at a ton of scriptures here. So if you're taking notes, you got to take notes quick. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? In other words, watch this. There's a reason why sometimes you feel weird in certain rooms. There's a reason you feel weird when you walk in a bar. There's a reason, and I'm not judging nobody, I'm just making a point. There's a reason you feel be weird when you get around certain spirits. Check it out. It's because the spirit of God in you is offended by the messy spirit in them. Y'all catch it, y'all go with me, y'all go. If the spirit of God is in you, that means when you show up, order showed up, love showed up, excellence showed up, favor showed up, which means there are some people you'll be like, I just don't know something about them. Well, let me tell you, it might be, it might be, it might be, I ain't talking about suspicions, but it might be that the God on the inside of you is trying to tell you something is off with them. It might be, it might be, it might be, it might be, because some of that's just your superstition. Some of that is just they look like somebody that hurt you, and so now you got an issue with them because. So don't think that everything that you're uncomfortable with is necessarily the enemy, but it might be. Somebody say it might be. When you're filled with the Spirit, the living God lives in you. So when people ask you, how are you so strong and so powerful and so wise, just tell them, it's the God in me. I have a question. If you're not filled with the Spirit, then who are you full of? Because you're full of something. This is why there's been certain people in our lives we met and we said they are full of stuff. Anybody in the last what was it, 11 months of 2018, you met somebody, we're like, they full of something. All right. You're here. So, no, realistic question. If you're not full of the spirit, what's in there? So you're either full of yourself Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. You're the full of yourself 
Or, watch this, you're full of the enemy. Which is why some people are, watch this, they have an evil disposition. You ever met somebody that just were evil, cantankerous, and just always had a bad attitude? You say hey to somebody, they'd be like, I know you're saying hey to them. Let me tell you what I think I know about them. Evil! Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. So, 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 so take this out. If you're not filled with the Spirit, before this experience is over, you will be. And we're going to watch this. We're going to repossess anything that the enemy has illegally possessed. So watch this. Every demon, every witch, every warlock. Baby, I'm going to tell you, this is a place where the Holy Ghost is about to fill everybody and everything. And there'll be no room to be full of ourselves. And there'll be no room to be full of the enemy. Somebody holler, yeah. yeah. First, he lives in you. Here's the second thing. He leads you. Luke 4 and 1. Luke 4 and 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Say, he leads me. Now, I don't want you to confuse God's leading with God's voice. Those are two different things. Let me show you. God's voice, God's voice, I taught on it before in a series of dreams and many other messages. You can go get that so you can hear this, uh, several different ways that God speaks in scriptures. Majority of the time, it's not an audible voice. So every time I hear voices, you may need to see somebody. I'm very serious, very serious, very serious, because the majority of the scripture, that's not how God spoke. God didn't even speak to Mary, the mother of Jesus himself. He sent an angel, which means a lot of people say, oh, the Lord told me this. The Lord told me this. The Lord told me that. No, you watch that on the news. The Lord didn't say anything to you because the scripture teaches me when he speaks, he shakes stuff. Nothing happened when he said what you allegedly say he said. God's not a gossip, so he didn't run his mouth. When he speaks, he's going to make sure you know he's speaking because it's going to shake some stuff. Hebrews says that when his voice speaks, it shakes so that the things that can be shaken are shaken so that the things which cannot be shaken remain. That's how some of you know there's a word spoken over your life because everything that could be shaken was shaken so that only those things that cannot be shaken have remained. Now, Jesus was led by the spirit uh, into the wilderness. God's leading often contradicts our consciousness. What do you mean? So he'll lead you to pray for somebody you hate. And you're working on not hating them, but let's just tell the truth. Sometimes for a moment you're like, well, <laughs> I'm working on it. Where are the honest people at? Well, you, 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 you know, his leading will say you need to forgive him. Like, I don't want to forgive him. I want to hate them. I want to hate them. And, and matter of fact, Lord, you got to forgive me for the things I just thought in my head because I don't want to just hate them. In my head, I saw myself driving and just driving and closing my eyes and putting my foot on the pedal. Where are the honest people at? Because the whole mental section is playing. Your whole mental section is playing. You know there's been some people in your life where you were like, Lord, I, I don't want, Lord, Lord. When you see something negative in the news, you're like, I wonder if that's them because, Lord, I, the way they treated me. Vengeance is mine, say it the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit will be like, chill out, forgive them. He'll be like, forgive them? They didn't even ask. It's not for you. Or it's not for them. Forgiveness is for you. Because watch this. They've already moved on into whatever it is they're doing. They moved on to their next victim while you're still thinking about what it is that they did to you. They've already moved on to the next person they're about to take from. You better thank God that he got you out of it when he got you out of it. He ended that friendship when he ended it. He ended that relationship when he ended it. Are you still here? His leading often contradicts our consciousness. He will say give and you're like, 
or he'll lead to give. You say, well, how am I not led to give? Because an offering's given and an amount's given. That's the leading of the God, of the Holy Spirit. And so, so then you're like, <laughs> he'll lead you to be nice to somebody you want to be mean to. You'll, want, you'll, you'll think about what you're going to say in your car. I just wish there were some real people in here. Like, yeah, when I see him, I'm going to smile. I ain't doing nothing else. You walk up to him, oh, good morning. How you doing? God is good. And now you feel mad because you're like, I, I was nice. He'll lead you. Watch this, spouses. He'll lead you. Watch this. He'll lead you to take responsibility for something that you think was their fault. Spouses, married people. I ain't talking to dating people. Dating people, put your hands down. Married people. If you're dating, it ain't real until it's real. People change. You'll be apologizing, married people. And you're like, now she clearly ate all the cornflakes. I clearly asked her not to eat them cornflakes. Now, we think this is trivial, but a lot of the stuff you get mad and fight and angry about is stuff the Holy Spirit, his leading is contrary to your consciousness. It's contrary to your consciousness. Somebody will walk up to you and start asking you for stuff, you'll be like, you don't even know me coming up to me asking me for stuff. <laughs> then he'll lead and you'll be like, here. Because what you didn't know is what you needed, what you had in your hand, you needed to release so that God could release what was in his hand. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Watch this. This is for somebody. There's something in your hand you need to release so God can release what's in his hand. And I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about other stuff in your life where you need to let it go so that he'll be able to let go of what's in his hand. Something big is about to be put in somebody's hands in here. But he can't put something big in your hands while you holding on to small. Some of you need to drop some small stuff so he can put some big stuff in your hand. Next, next thing, he helps you. Say, Lord, I need help. John 14, 16, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be bound with you forever. We need help. Every single day, only a fool doesn't think they need help. Say, Lord, I need help. Help is this Greek word, parakletos, where we get the word paraclete. It means this, he prays for you. He consoles you. Be careful when you're hurting because you might run to the wrong consoler. You might run to Delilah. You might run to Delilah. You might run to the very individual that, watch this, on the front end, hear me, on the front end, it looks like they're there for you. That is only because, watch this, you didn't have enough discernment to see that their right hand was actually behind their back concealing the knife they were about to use. How many of us in here, you've ever ran to somebody, but then later on you're like, oh my God, why did I do that? It was the worst thing I ever did. All of us have done it. And here's why. Here's why. Because watch this. You didn't go to your help. He is our help. Come here, Psalms. I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, which means I don't need to beg anybody to do anything for me because if you won't do it, I got a helper that's greater in the first place and it is Jesus. Somebody say, he helps me. It means he consoles you. He prays for you. He's your advocate. That's your attorney. He'll plead a case to you that you think is over. 
Got it? He's your comforter. He's your comforter. Got to be careful whose head you, whose bosom you lay your head in when you need comfort. It's for men and women. Samson learned the hard way. He, Delilah took everything from him. But she started out good until she had him hooked. When she had him hooked, then she took him hook, line, and sinker. And it's dangerous because as a pastor, I've seen people who get hook, lined, and sinker and get pulled from up under where they're covered. And then when they get pulled from up under their cover, then the enemy starts whooping that head. I've seen it happen year after year after year. So, so, so check this out. But that is because they put their head in the bosom of somebody that didn't have what they needed in the first place. Now, realizing, wait a minute, I don't need to help out here. I got help that lives in here. Somebody holler, it's the God in me. Can I just tell you a few more things that it does for you? He's your crisis manager. I'm just about done. Say my crisis manager. How many of us in the last 11 months you've dealt with a crisis? Check this out, all right? Uh, just means a tough situation, a situation with urgency, and it just hits you like boom. Okay, here it is. Luke 12, 12. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Say he'll teach me in that hour what I need to say. What hour? The hour of crisis. So here's what will happen. You'll have a situation happen to you, and you'll look at your email and say, <gasps> you'll get a text and you'll say, what? You'll get a phone call and you'll have to walk out of your job. Am I talking to anybody in here? You'll read something that will shake you. You'll read something that will just shake you to the core. Here's what the Holy Ghost does. He'll teach you in that moment what you need to say. That's why, watch this, some of you know you're filled with the Holy Ghost because what you normally say, you didn't say. And you find yourself saying stuff that you're like, I wouldn't even normally say that. I wouldn't even normally speak that. But the Holy Spirit in my moment of crisis, he's my crisis manager. So he taught me what to say in that very hour. That's why the scripture says, acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. Which means when I yield to the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will say, don't you say that, say this. Don't you do it that way, do it this way. Somebody say, he's my crisis manager. Here's the next thing that happens. This is happens when you're filled with the Spirit. He reminds you. John 14, 26. I'm giving you a lot so you know the benefits of it. Because if you don't know the benefits of a thing, you won't understand the value of a thing. If you don't understand the value of a thing, you won't want a thing. Nobody wants what nobody wants. I just said something right there. Nobody wants what nobody wants. You know what drives up real estate prices and prices of automobiles? It's because there's a lot of people that want it. I'm here to tell somebody in here, you need to know that the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Spirit is something of value so that everybody under the sound of my voice wants it. John 14, 26, he reminds you. This is the same scripture. We're going to look at a little bit more of it. But the Holy Spirit, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you into remembrance of what I said to you. Listen, in these messages, please understand, especially if you're, if you're a harvester, listen, I give you a lot of content. I give you a lot of information. And, and when I say a lot, that just means you, you, you can't tell me what I'm about to say. You know, sometimes, you know, you've been in the church for a while, and you kind of know what he's about to say. There's only two things you know I'm getting ready to say. Rule. And, and, and then maybe like shalom or watch this or something like that. Other, say like, other than that, check this out. Other than that, it is my job as your pastor to make sure, watch this, that the sheep aren't excited, but the sheep are fed. 
so that nobody ever walks out of this place saying, well, I didn't get fed. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe you're used to only being excited, but, but, but watch this. The problem with a high-carbohydrate, high-sugar diet is that you crash. But when you've been fed, you've got the nutrients, the strength, so that you can hit Monday and say, I got what I need. You can hit Tuesday and say, I got what I need. You can hit Wednesday and say, I got what I need. That's my job as your pastor. So when the messages come, here's my point. There's information that's in the messages. You're not going to remember all of that. You're not going to remember all of that. You're going to remember the stuff that made you laugh, stuff that made you cry. Check this out. So how is it you're going to put the word into play when you're out in the middle of the game? The Holy Spirit says, I'll remind you of my word. The things I said to you, that's the word of God. That's what you're preached every week, every Sunday, every Wednesday. So when you're in the middle of a moment where you need the word, the Holy Spirit will say, and then all of a sudden you'll remember a part of a message where you're like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I needed. Oh, my God, this is exactly what I needed. Somebody say he reminds me. Two more things. Can I give you these two more things? Here's, uh, here's the next thing. He convicts you when you're wrong. It's dangerous if you can do wrong and not feel wrong. It's dangerous. <laughs> I ain't going to say that. It's personal. It's dangerous when, when you can act like a donkey and not feel like an animal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, all right. Have you ever met somebody who, when they would do wrong, they were very quick to fix it, very quick to repent, very quick to get things right. But then as they started to drift, all of a sudden they do wrong and it wasn't a big deal. That is because, watch this, what happens is they didn't value their feel. <laughs> you're not hearing what I'm saying. See, John 16 and 8. Say, he convicts me when I'm wrong. Conviction isn't condemnation. Condemnation is you're so bad, you're nothing, you're nobody, you're such a stupid, boom, 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 boom. That's condemnation. And I'm so glad that's not what God does to us. He says, I did not come to condemn the world. He says, I didn't come to beat you down. Here's what conviction does. Conviction lifts you up. Conviction says you are so much better than responding to a pig in the mud because both of you get dirty, but they like it. Isn't that good? I bought it from somebody. <laughs> well, what's this? What's this? What's this? The, he, he says, I will convict you. Say conviction. Conviction says there is something um, that you're doing that's not right but the reason it's not right according to God is because it hurts you that you did you get that because a lot of times we talk about sin and sin well why can't I do this why can't I do this the issue with sin is that sin ultimately hurts us what's sin something that the scripture says we ought not do so here's what the Holy Spirit does because there's certain stuff maybe you didn't know there's certain stuff maybe you didn't know so here's what the Holy Spirit does mm -mm, don't do that you are so much better than that Mm -mm, don't say that. You're so much better than that. Mm -mm, mm -mm, don't type that. You are so much better than that email you type. He lifts us. Can, can we just take a 10 second? I, I, I got literally I have two minutes to finish this message. Can we just take a 10 second break, though, to praise him for the fact that he lifts us? He lifts us. He lifts us. Song says, love lifted me. Is there anybody that's glad that Jesus doesn't beat you down, but Jesus lifts us up? Say it. Lift us up. One more time. Lifts us up. Here it is, John 16, 8. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. 
of sin because they do not believe in me. He says, the Holy Spirit will convict us when we're wrong. That conviction will normally come in the, watch this, in the form of a thought. And a thought about the action that we took. That gives us a path to fix the action that we took. So in the moment, have you ever been so mad you just did it? And then maybe 72 seconds later. I was totally wrong. I've got it. See, he convicts you. He lifts you. Say, Jesus has lifted me. I'm here to tell everybody in the sound of my voice, here's the awesome thing about God, is he's always lifting us higher, which brings me to this last thing that being filled with the Spirit does. He affirms you. He affirms you. You know why most of us make bad decisions? Is because we lack affirmation in the moment that we're dealing with agitation. So what happens? In Joshua, in the book of Joshua chapter 1, and I'm getting ready to close. In the book of Joshua chapter 1, when Moses dies, the, the Lord told him to be strong and courageous several times. Why? Because he said, Joshua, you're about to face some people that are going to work your nerve. You're about to deal with some situations that are going to work your nerve. So he says, I'm affirming you up front because you're about to be agitated. And if you lose your confidence, if you use your focus, if you lose your strength, you'll get out of your seat of power and you'll step into a seat of weakness. And the last thing you need to do is be weak when you got to be strong. The last thing you need to do is be distracted when you're driving. The last thing you need to be doing is looking at a text when you're trying to drive. In other words, say he affirms me. Luke, Luke 3, 22, and the Holy Spirit defended, uh, descended in bodily form like a dove. I preached the message before when doves cry. And a voice came from heaven which says, you are my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. Now, remember, I've taught you this, what this whole imagery means. Look what happens. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me, 915. Y'all looking? God says, you need to know who you are because you're about to face some stuff that makes you doubt it. You need to know your mind because you're about to face some stuff that's going to make you think I left you. You need to know. I'm getting ready to close. You need to you need to know that you're affirm because you're about to face some stuff that's going to make you feel like you've been abandoned. You need to know that you are mine because you're going to face some stuff that's going to make you feel like giving up. And if you're not affirmed, you will walk around making poor decisions and you'll make a permanent decision based on a temporary dislocation. And I think there's some people in this place that can say, thank you for filling me with the Holy Spirit because Lord, it's your affirmation of me. I am loved I am strong, I am wanted, I am needed, I am strong, I am courageous, I'm the head and not the tail, above and never beneath, I'm always overcoming, never being overcome. He that's begun a good work in me shall perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. I was born to be a king and a priest, I was born to rule. Let's go. Reign. Let's go. Conquer. Let's go. And subdue. If you're glad that the Holy Ghost affirms you, give him a praise, church. Come on, give him a praise, church. So, so, so here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So the question becomes, well, Bishop, how do I get filled with this Holy Ghost? Very simple. You ask for it. Say, so you ask for it. And here's the deal. I'm out of time. Not out of word. So here's what we're going to do. Say, so what are we doing, Bishop? We're going to make sure everybody in this room and everybody online has the first experience. Salvation. Being what? Sealed. Here's what I got to do. I'm out of time. I'll get to it. Hopefully, maybe to limit the team. Here's what I got to do. 
we're going to pray the prayer. But I'm not going to have time to pray with you individually. So we're going to make sure that everybody that needs the second experience, that you get it on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, we're going to go deeper. We're going to talk about gifts, your gifts, talents, abilities. We're going to, we're going to open this thing up. Because at the end of November, as your pastor, it's my goal that you're the strongest in your Christian walk you've ever been. That's my assignment in November, to get you the strongest in your Christian walk you've ever been. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan, streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.